Thank you, Xavier. Thank you, Ben. I'm going to ask Tony Mubarak to come up here. Let me say a couple of things first before Tony brings us a message this morning. The first thing is I want you to know that this is the shameless commerce division of this morning, and that is both Tony and Andre individually have written books. They're out there. I want you to buy them. I want you to clean the shelves. They're 20 bucks a piece. If you have cash, great. If you don't, we have Venmo. So buy their books. One, just a couple of things about Tony. We've already said a lot. You've learned about how Andre came to be a Jesus follower. Tony, was, Andre mentioned Tony. Tony has two children. One's in high school. One's a little older. His wife and his two children are in Jerusalem right now. I think that he has the anxiety of wondering what's going on with them, as you would guess. But that's neither here nor there. The man is here. He's going home in about three or four days. He's got to fly out of Miami to go straight back to Jerusalem. And, and Andre is staying here and going back to the area. He, he and his wife, his wife is an American, Andre's wife, and he's a part of a staff in the United States at a church. He spends, about, he spends a lot of time in the United States, but also a lot of time in Jerusalem. So that's enough of it. This man is going to help us see a couple of passages in the Bible through Middle Eastern eyes. I want you to listen carefully. You're going to learn things that you just couldn't have known had you not had him open up Scripture for us a little bit. Thank you, both of you. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Fitz, for introducing us so well. <laughs> and again, I would like to share with you today, I chose the story from Mark 11:11, 11, 11, talking about the, the fig tree curse and temple cleans from Bethany to Jerusalem. That's what we're going to learn today. I know this story is written also in the three Gospels, but I chose from, from the book of Mark. By the way, this is Jerusalem, and this is the ancient path. To prepare you how we're going to get to the story, to fully understand the story, I'm going to start talking about the land. The land is very important. God always created anything or everything for, for a purpose. So geography, nature, I'm going to talk to you about Jerusalem. I'm going to talk to you about the temple. I'm going to talk about the fig tree. So the land is very important because somehow the land or the geography shapes the history. And where history comes, his story or God's story comes always God works through his people, right? God doesn't work, work through vacuum. So he chooses always specific people at a specific time in a specific place to, to forward his kingdom. So... The people should not be ignored. It's very important to know their culture, to know their heritage, to know their customs. And through the language, through the language, through the land, through the language, it will help us understand the biblical text. It will help us understand the story. And we know the Bible is God's like divine uh, message for us. So we'll better understand the message of Jesus when we better understand the three L's. Remind me, what are the three L's? Land, language, literature. To get to the literature, great. So that's what I'm gonna do today to understand the text. The biblical story of Jesus cursing the fig tree and cleansing the temple. Because always time is ahead of us, I'm gonna read only the, the red verses. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. 
Then he said to the tree, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. So how come Jesus curses the fig tree if the Bible says it was not the season of the figs? So this is what I'm going to help you understand because even scholars, even churches really does not get, uh, fully understand the text unless we go back to the land and we go back to the language, we're going to understand the story, what Jesus wanted to teach us and his disciples. So again, the land, we know this is the area of Galilee. Jesus would be moving from Kfarnachum up to Jerusalem. It's about five days journey, not an easy journey. And doesn't matter where you come to Jerusalem from, from the north, from the south, from the east or the west, Jerusalem is in the hill country. You always walk up to Jerusalem. So let's say Jesus arrives Friday, and on Friday he stays at the eastern neighborhoods of Jerusalem with his friends at Bethany. Now again, you have to know during Palm Sunday, during the holiday, Jerusalem maybe grows 10 times more. No one knew if Jesus was going to come this holiday or not. So he, is gonna, he won't be able to stay inside the old city. It's already full. But he's going to stay with his friends. Remember Lazarus, Martha, and Maria? And then, let's say he had his Shabbat off at Bethany. And this is Palm Sunday now. This is Sunday morning when he walks from Bethany up the mountain to another city called Bethpage, also on the Mount of Olives, and walk down the hill down, the Kidron Brook, and into the temple, into Jerusalem. Jerusalem is not like Tampa, South Tampa, it's flat, no. <laughs> Jerusalem is hills and mountains, so people were physically fit at that time. So as Jesus walks in, Sunday, Palm Sunday, then uh, let's say that's Sunday, and then He's going to come back that evening into the same route, back to Bethany. And now the story is Monday. Monday morning when Jesus walks through and he gets hungry, but he couldn't find the... Uh, he saw the fig tree with leaves, but couldn't find any fruits. So he cursed the fig tree. But it was not the season. How come he, he cursed the fig tree? Now we know that... Jews have to come at least three times a year to Jerusalem. And if you cannot make it three times a year, because it's very expensive to travel in the first century, you pay a lot of taxes for the Romans, you get to Jerusalem and you really hit your, the Romans because you paid a lot of taxes and you never know how much taxes like you're going to pay. And even as Jews, they have to pay the temple tax as well. So the bottom line, it was not easy for the Jews in the first century. So the Romans, like, it was pure occupation. And not only it was pure occupation, and this is when the Jews, remember, they were free. Remember Passover, when they got free from Egypt? But they are not free now. They are under the Romans. So they would look under every stone for someone, for a Messiah, for someone to deliver them from their despair. One out of ten of Jews is a slave, all right? And not only Jerusalem was, like, politically difficult, but also religiously. And we know that 
the high priests as well, like developed, they were, they were misusing the people. Coming to Jerusalem, you need to sacrifice for God. You need to bring your sacrifice, but they cannot take it all the way without being injured. So they have to buy a sacrifice from Jerusalem. And guess what? Who controls all this business? The high priests. They're going to be a special ring on the sacrifice, and it's going to cost 10 times more. So also the people are fed religiously from their leaders because they, they were corrupt. They, they developed kind of a religious mafia at that time. So really, I want to help you understand the land was in despair. People wanted someone to give them hope. And now a little bit about the fig tree we have to learn <laughs> to understand the story. The first time we hear about the fig tree is from Genesis, when Adam and Eve ate from the tree of knowledge and they used the fig leaves to cover when their eyes got open. And also we know it's the one of the species of the land, right? We have the seven species of the land, orange and guava, <laughs> like in Tampa here. What, what are the seven species of the land, quickly? Grapes and olives, right? Figs, pomegranates, dates, wheat, and barley. So figs is a very important. They grow in nature, they sustain themselves. They're, uh, they're enough for the people at that time. All these spe seven species cover the whole year, but especially the fig tree is a symbol of, of uh, fertility, the symbol of plentiness, all right? Because this is like the idiom we hear that everyone under their own vine and under their own fig tree, a symbol of peace, and like, I don't know if you're aware, but the fig tree produces more than four times a year. So it's a very prosperous tree. It's a very giving, giving tree. And to continue, I just gave you a background about the land. I'm gonna give you a background about the language now, all right? Bethany, Bethany is two Hebrew words. Bethany, which means the house of the ripened figs, all right, please. Pay attention with me now, because this is very important. Beth page, Beth pagi. You know what does it mean? The house of the premature figs. Now in English, there is no word for ripened figs, and there is no word for premature figs. Jesus was looking for the premature figs. Remember Palm Sunday, what month it like Passover, what month it is? It's March, April. And that's when the fig tree, if you see the leaves of the fig tree, that's when it starts budding. That's when it starts giving its early fruit. And you need to come close to the tree and look between the leaves because once the leaves are there, means it should, it should bear at least the early figs. But Jesus could not find the early figs. It was not the season of the ripe figs. Is the season of the early figs. And this is why everything is getting real, everything is getting serious. Could it be that Jerusalem, he's coming to Jerusalem, and people were shouting, Hosanna, save us. The temple looked beautiful. And people, you are our savior. But they didn't get his message. Less than a week, they shouted, crucify him. 
They wanted a political message. They couldn't understand that he doesn't want to save them from the Romans only. That he wants to deliver them from, to be free from their sins. That is the real Messiah. That is the Son of God that he came to us. So he, God is just, so he knows if this tree doesn't have figs, early figs, it will not be prosperous in summer. It's not going to give, to give fruits. It only had the picture of being fruitful, like Jerusalem. Beautiful temple, but was corrupt inside, from the inside. A lot of money changers. Now, we're gonna see how also, like, when the, like, the mercy of God gonna bring hope. And this is from the Song of Songs. The fig tree forms its early fruit, the blossoming vines spread their fragrance. So the early fruits is a symbol of plentiness and should give us hope because these early fruits are pithier. Though they are edible, we have them in the market in March and April, but they are bitter, all right? But after bitterness, sweetness is gonna come. No matter how difficult Jerusalem was for the people, God is coming to us, he's showing us his mercy and he's going to give us hope because after that, these difficulties, not to, be, to, to live in despair, we have hope. He's gonna show you how he's gonna give us his hope and his love and his healing. This is from Matthew 21, 14, it's the same story, but also he adds more information, the blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. Again, very quickly, this is the Messiah, all right? Like King David, he conquered Jerusalem. Even the blind, in verse six, even the blind and the lame can ward you off. Jesus is a different king, all right? He's conquering with his mercy and his love and his hope and his healing. That's only the Messiah that can heal the eyes of the blind and make the lame leap. So we show his mercy coming to us to the temple healing the people, and what at the same time? He cleaned the temple, all right? Because his mercy doesn't only bring hope and healing, but it also brings justice. Now, look at this word, Aramaic and Hebrew has layers, so I'm gonna take you to, like, I picture it like a diamond when the sun comes or the light comes on a diamond, it reflects to many sides. So this, I want to show you some of the reflections of the beauty of, uh, of the language, of the literature, which help us understand like what God wants from us, which will reveal for us his, his like divine, inter supernatural uh, intervention in our lives. So glory in Hebrew is three root, root letters which means kavod, it's kuv, bet, and dalit. So kavod in Hebrew means respect and honor, you know, in God's presence. We should value God's presence, all right? There's value for God's presence. Then another layer, kavod literally means weight and heaviness. When God's presence come, there, when God's, something happens, all right? God's presence is among us, something happens. We're gonna see what's gonna happen. Even a third layer, 
You know how we say the liver, the human organ liver in Hebrew? Hakaved, which has the same root letters, kuf, bed, dalit. And what does the liver do for the body? Had hundreds of functions, but mainly the liver purifies our blood, right? So the blood can give oxygen for our cell, cells, so we can nourish, we can live, we have a good balance in life. If our liver does not function, our blood will get poisonous and we, we're gonna die. So the liver is very important. God's glory, see what does God's glory does as well? Not only heals and gives hope, but also purifies. God is justice. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offering in righteousness again. Do you get that? The glory of God sometimes can be painful, can mean pain, can hurt. All right, to live a holy life, it will hurt you, but it's worth it because God is, wants to see the early fruits budding in our lives. So if you have a problem, this should get you closer to God. Please don't like lose this moment. We are in the Middle East, hurt a lot, but this is what brings us together. This is what keeps us strong. You have also your own struggles, all right? You have a sickness, you lost a loved one, but please, this is when God wants you to work in your life, you know? It's not this nice feeling you always get, which is great, but again, his glory is justful, all right? His glory purifies. God is not the old man in heaven, very far from us. God is act, activity. We saw his mercy. He came to us. He came to us through Jesus. He was born to us. And I want to challenge you, want to leave you with this challenge. I believe we're, we're in the overtime today. Remember, a few weeks ago I was watching the Super Bowl between Kansas City and San Francisco. And it was a tie, it was even. And when they gave them the overtime, everything gets serious, right? This was Jesus last week, I believe, like in the first century. I really believe today Jesus is coming back very soon. So every mistake we do counts. We should not lose time. We should not make a wrong move, all right? Because it's the overtime now. Everything counts, every step counts. So we should get serious in our relation with God. Because God is gonna come back to his church. And I'm careful to say that. Will the church be ready for him? Would he see the early fruits in us? Because if he doesn't see the early fruits in us, God is also just. He is justice. So again, I pray that we don't only look beautiful from the outside like the temple, but also from the inside because God can change us from the inside as well. Amen? Thank you for listening. Okay, okay please pray with me. I will finish with prayer.
Yes, Lord, we admit that there is nothing better than you, Lord. Yes, Lord, thank you for giving us this clarity. Allow us to grow more in your wisdom, Lord. Allow us to accept your glory in our lives, Lord. Please help us not to compromise for our Christian values. Lord, when we are hurt, let us not run away from our hurt, but live that moment to you and give it to you and not lose that intimate relation with you. Because Lord, you want to work through us to expand the kingdom of God in our lives, in our community, in our church, and in our city. So that when you come to us, we're gonna feed your hunger. You're gonna come back soon and take us with you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I'm going to invite you to stand, and you can do this. You can stay and sing with the band and with Xavier, or you can leave. Remember, you're free to do whatever you want because we are finished right now. But don't forget, shameless commerce, go buy the books. Please stand, friends. If you'd like to stay and sing, great. Otherwise, Andre and Tony are going to be out in the lobby right now. You can visit with them. You can buy their books. And let us surrender ourselves to God as this, as this way we can be a part of this Middle Eastern struggle. Thank you. Thank you.